I'm, I hope I'm saying this right. Is it Introini? Yeah. In, okay. Uh, who's in Spain and she is the global chair for networking. Now, uh, Mar is going to talk to us about identifying target audiences and advocacy activities. But the important thing is she's also going to explain how we take something from local to global, because we're not just about talking on our own now in our small groups who we already know. It's about expanding it beyond that. So, uh, Mar, I pass the floor to you, and then we do questions and answers at the end. <laughs> Thanks so much, Maddie, for this opportunity, for, because I see each time that, that I, have, I have been invited, I see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to exchange that this is what our role, our role as networking, and as she handed as well. Yeah. We, are, we are a group that is flexible and innovative platform. We are unique for now, we are unique, we are flexible, we are innovative, and we are a group of women that join together from a global idea of that we have to be together on expertise and on emotion as well. We are flexible on that, not on traditional structure, but on a non-hierarchical structure where we can, we can change the meaning of what means leadership. That's what I love to be here, and today, I will, I will answer because you, you make the description of what I'm going to talk about, but I would like to focus on what means because I, I wanted to, to make it in just 15 minutes, so, so we have more, more time to, to exchange, and that was the idea. So maybe we we'll leave it for a second time to more practical aspect, but I would like to focus on your question because I think it's key. How do we need a global audience? Because that takes the rest of, 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 the, of the, the rest of the aspects. Sometimes ago, I wrote an article, The Power of Simplicity, because I feel the need, it was before the pandemic, so it was two years before, and I feel the need as a political analyst to, to take out, to remove all that heavy weight that there is around the world, and a, and a, a world that is so dynamic, that is moving forward so fast, they need to be simple, more wise, wiser, but simple, to make the speech simple for all the people. If we became a global audience, we need to change the way that we communicate. So I invite you today to enter with me on a journey where we are going to take off on simplicity with the most simple way to answer the question, how do we need a global audience? We are then entering into the turbulence of what means the complexity of the meaning and the challenge of a global audience. And we are going to land on a simple conclusion. And if it's not as simple, please remind me because it means that we have landed on the wrong airport. So let's start with the simple, why we need a global audience? Because we are in a world of multiple crises. Multiple crises demand new responses. It seems simple to say that we have to be all together on a joint action, gathering all people on diversity, in expertise particularly, bringing creative people, individuals and institutions 
combining differently, harmonically, and take a different output. It's not the first time that the world is going through a multiple crisis. Last century, on the first two decades, with the one of the, the first and, the, and then the second war, we go through crisis, war, poverty, pandemics, it was more, more or less the same. By now, we have a new element. We have to add climate change. And climate change is really a change maker for everything we do, because it creates new categories, new circulations, people, new movements of people. And that impact what means globalization. When you have nations that have been uh, erased their natural resources because of the impact of the climate change, and they have to reconvert themselves so fast. When you have a new category of refugees for climate change, people who have to migrate to other places. So we see that the, our global audience is moving completely different. And global institutions that as United Nations became ineffective, not as a structure, but on the action. And for that, we have global goals. Sustainable development goals came as a way to create a framework that addressed a global audience of politicians, of institutions, of intellectual academics that could address that crisis differently. We don't need just public policies. We don't need just academics. We need a new structure of the society. So when we are talking about global audience, it's not in marketing terms to who we are, we are focused our message. We are talking of a wide audience where we are all together. And that is simple. However, let's enter in the complexity of what means global audience. Are you sure we have a global audience? Are you sure this organization is global? Well, I will tell you, we are a multinational organization. The audience is multinational. We didn't get into a global audience yet because globalization had not been consolidated yet as a system. And that is the key. This word that I add, that is system. To be global, we need to have a system. Let's see these flowers. You see? Beautiful, isn't it? Different colors. It could be organization, people, academics, business sector, public sector. They are colorful. They are diverse. And we immediately say that they are global. But this is not a bouquet. If you see, they are vertical. They connect, they exchange, but there is not a system. So we means, what do I mean with that? That multinational, it's about our organization, it's about connect, exchange, and learn. And we, we are so happy with that. We are global, we connect, exchange, and learn. But when we talk about a global system, we have to be more demanded. And a global system means not connect, but interconnect. It doesn't mean exchange, it means create synergies that works. It doesn't mean learn. It means lessons learned applying to each nation and going locally. And for that, we are so happy to say, but we have internet, it's technology. And we are doing the same as we do. 
we give responsibility to just one element without taking our individual responsibility. If we really would get into a global system, once we get it, because I am optimistic with that, once we get it, we will see that technology is just a tool. And we are going to be able to send letters, like in the past, to have a debate physical present, but from a global mindset, where technology is just a tool, another tool, not necessary about everything, not necessary everything have to be virtual. Now, yes, it have to be. Let's go with the concept of multinational. That because I'm talking about it's a multinational audience. And in terms of communication, and in terms of advocacy, it's key to see the difference. It doesn't matter in the speech, because in terms of expectation, if we know what we are talking about, it doesn't matter if we say global. I use it all the time. So it's fine. But we need to see that the global is the goal. And to go into the goal is good that in the road, we continue saying this globalization is a global model, and we are, we are going to reach a global audience. But we need to be careful and know that we are addressing a multinational world. Let's think on the multinational corporation. Let's explore that, because the business sector seems to be, to be a pioneer on, on what means global. No? The CEOs are global. Political leaders are global leaders. Then we see the impact that the political leaders hold, and we say they're really global, or, or, or they're addressing sometimes international only, not multinational, only international impact. So when we see, we see a multinational, what, what it comes to your mind, why we continue seeing multinational corporation instead of global corporation? Because there are multinational, they haven't developed yet a global system. And you have to, and I have to say, and you will allow me, and I know that if you are, if you disagree, please let me know. I think that the only institution that have really get a global system for some cases is the charge. The charge, for example, the Vatican is have been working through centuries to work on the same standards. That is not a homogeneity. Is creating standards and creating principles and values that apply to all, all the institutions in the different parts of the world, better than the business sector. The business sector tried to adapt, but in that process of adaptation to become global, it had to be focused on profits as a different from the charge. That's why global goes, for me, I think that the charge getting easier than the multinationals. So I say it's not global, but why we continue to say global? And I will tell you, when I, when I, seven years ago, when I found my blog on, on political analysis, that is the sustainability reader, I, I think how I could say in a few words what I wanted to say, what I wanted to transmit, what is the message I will deliver in, in my blog? And I say, reshaping globalization, ideas for a smarter future reshaping globalization. So you say reshaping globalization, you think you are reshaping globalization, globalization is already there. But what we have, what is tangible, we have the principles, we have the values of what means globalization, but we need to land it, we need to consolidate it. When they start that idea, I, for me is when we end second war and we start with this partnership Europe 
and, and US, and, we, and the birth of United Nations, the paradigmatic example of what means a global institution. There we start thinking global. And for me, it's more important to think global than the action, because now the action is quite difficult, let's say, but the global mindset is the first one that we need to change. And they have start changing there, saying if we are all together, we could keep a counterbalance power. We could keep balance in the world, we could deliver balance. And this with the SDGs and with this new multiple crisis that include climate change, is a second attempt in this one century that we are, we are moving forward. So now we enter in that third part that is the conclusion. What is my conclusion? Simple, consensus. Consensus is what really missing. We don't have consensus. And this kind of platform is so important because we can debate without bias. It doesn't matter religion or traditional culture in G100. But this, is, this platform that just made for the civil society need to expand, need to coordinate beyond these public-private partnership that these traditions. We need to work individual directly with a global institution. Civil society directly with the political sector, without representation. And allow us, social media, allow us to transmit that message. And that is the question that Madi asked at the, at the beginning, how we could apply global and local, how do you apply? Well, that is the way if a global institution could be able to connect with an individual in a small town and have a system, then we, we start having synergies. If not, we get stuck, stuck as we are now, stagnated. In a, in a, I, don't, I want to be pessimistic. There are many, many initiatives that we are doing, and we are working on that. But as a, a way to boost, uh, you know, optimism to the future and, and to boost uh, enthusiasm, no motivation. But if we could connect differently, the synergy, that synergy, not just to listen to the local people, just to create the synergy that we could learn from each other. If a political leader will connect with the global institution differently without this, this struggle of power, United Nations will deliver a different message. So we need consensus to create balance and then we will have a global system. Global system is harmonically and if it's not, we cannot have it because we are not aligned ideologically of what means globalization. And it's very difficult because ideology it always comes political. When you talk about globalization, you are political, but it don't have to be because we are crises that are beyond us and they're moving faster than us. So we need to be clear on what is political ideology and what is an ideology or a philosophy in relation to globalization. And that is very important, the communication, that we could see globalization as a new philosophy instead of seeing it as an ideology that could under, undermine others. So consensus, and for that, for getting to the consensus, you know, a kaleidoscope. A kaleidoscope force you to see the reality. And when you see, I'm seeing you all, and I'm seeing completely different. It's a new optical. I have to put my, my eyes differently in a different position. I have to look different. 
to see different shapes. And if I move it, is when I see more, more and more shapes and more and more colors. So I invite you all to have a kaleidoscope view of, the, of this world and of this global audience of this fiction of what means a global audience, but it's a great expectation and of course, a great goal. Thank you so much for, for your attention. I hope I haven't taken much time. I think, I think it was fun. <laughs> That that was brilliant, Ma. Honestly, it's okay. So somebody who works at a global international level, usually I don't. There's. It's not to say that I don't find things that challenge me, but I what you've been saying is a completely different way of looking at it, and I really, really appreciate the difference between globalization and multinational, which you've pointed out today. That has really struck me. I never saw that before. Usually in business, the word globalization is being floated around everywhere and we've all got to go for it, but it's just one of those buzzwords. But the way you've explained it is, is brilliant. It's, uh, it's, I'm going to steal your quote, honestly. Um, but because we have, when this goes out on YouTube also, because we will have a really big audience um, who are going to watch this from across, the, across international spectrums, I want to ask you one question because my understanding of consensus is that we all have to agree on a point. Are you saying that everybody will have to agree on every point to have a balanced society globally going forward? You, you are the typical person that boycotts what means globalization, because this is typical, no? They say, no, because consensus, I have to say, I have to say yes to everything. No, 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 no. Consensus came when we because we, we need a first stage that is you get consensus when you have synergy if not consensus is associated with your your supposed global leader is saying so consensus is not what happened in united nations they get to a consensus they get to a consensus the representative of each nation that they are in in new york <laughs> sitting on their, in their armchairs. No, 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 we are talking about synergies. And when we talk about synergies, and lessons learned, remember, interconnecting, creating synergies, and lessons learned that apply to each nation. And for that, to cre you create consensus because you are listening, means that the politicians are in a constant process of accountability. And that's why e-government it's your fault because you asked me, so, so I'm going to enter in a more complicated <laughs> E-government e is one of the great resources. Russia is developing e-government e e e because of that. Because they are getting, in each process, you are getting feedback from the citizen. And the citizens will enter. They start with a more bureaucratic aspect. You know, but they could they could move forward on the, and make the people entering the decision making process. So it doesn't mean that you have to to vote to your politician and then wait five years then to say, oh, you did it wrong and I disagree with you. No, no, no. You have the opportunity during five years and this system of e-government to be part of it and to make of technology your tool 
And if you, you don't use it because you don't want to exercise democracy, it's your fault, but you have the opportunity to be a leader. And that's why you get consensus because you have to, to you are in a constant um, process of transparency from the government and accountability. And when that happened, you could get into a consensus. That, thank you. Thank you for that explanation because it's really, really important so that people like me don't don't misunderstand it that you know we all have to agree with the same thing and then we lose the diversity uh, of each nation and everything else so um i i just wanted to uh, clarify that so that people watching it uh, in the future will uh, will understand also because it's really difficult when you're we're talking on an international level also that people can misinterpret words so uh, the, the way you've explained it with the synergy is really, really interesting, really good, really enjoyed it. Okay, any questions? Come on, who's got a question? Uh, we've got, thank you, Ma from uh, Anadi. Yusuf's also enjoyed it. Uh, thank you. I, I, I always like to say that, 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 that the era of crisis is an era of emotion. And, and that's not wrong, but we need to channel. You know, so if she say that she enjoy, I am happy because that is all about to enjoy it. Thank you for that comment. The the comment the comments in the chat are re are really really good. Susanna's put, DMR, your lessons are extraordinary. The real messages for the real time for our time when the world is a global village. You are a brilliant lecturer. Thank you. So that that's uh, from Susanna. Uh, Yusuf has put, having consensus requires positive influence and genuine mutual conflict resolution, will and skill. Uh, Yusuf, are you on? Yusuf, are you talking? I know you, we're not seeing you today, but are you talking? Yes, I can talk. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And Mar, thank you very much for uh, this wonderful session. Uh, I agree with everything you said, and uh, I just uh, want to ask, what if all of that that you are talking about, for example, did not lead to the consensus needed? Uh, you know, how, what, what do you do from there? That's why I said, you know, uh, in the remark that Madi, Madi was, uh, was saying that uh, we really require, we need positive influence and conflict resolution and the genuine mutual conflict resolution will and, and skill. But if the other people are not at the same wavelength with you, this reshaping globalization and, and uh, uh, this whole thing is gonna be stopped somehow or it's gonna be you know, difficult to, to get people buy in. I think I got your, 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 your question. Uh, the, the problem when we talk about consensus is because uh, the people uh, think of consensus, but from a traditional situation and a structure and organization, not from innovation. So when, we're, when I'm talking about consensus, I'm talking a global system. When I'm talking about a global system, I'm talking on a different leadership. And I think that goes directly what you are asking. We need to change the leadership. If you have citizens that enter in your government during you are, you are the political leader and the citizen enter massively, 
to the, the decision-making process, then the consensus is easy, you know? Because it's not that they are going to, as you ask me, they, if they don't agree with you, they don't have to agree with you, they're going to be a responsibility for all. So that when, when you change your leadership and change organization to making transparency, accountability, and that you make them filter, filter, I mean, uh, the, the, the merge of what means individuals, means institution, not just public or private partnership, that is tradition. And that is what you say, you agree or disagree. No, 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 you have, you have all, you have individuals, academic, all together, but we have to work on that. And if we work correctly, we are going to get to a system completely innovative and completely different. And then the consensus will be possible and they will agree among, it, among them, not with you or with me. I don't know if, if I answered your question. I, yes, you, you are. I, I, like I said from the beginning, I am with you. I agree with you. I'm just thinking about the few global leaders that usually uh, we try to get them in to buy into this new way of doing things or the, the future uh, trend. And for some personal, you know, interest of their own they will not agree or they will not you know uh, collaborate and and cooperate to get things done so we are looking at a global thing yet we will have few global leaders who are not in so what do you do there again i think we we, we raise the same the same challenge you know? how they are going to agree with a global leader but we need to be humble, you know, global leaders, is, you're a leader and you have to be focused on your sector on trying to do your best. But what we do need is to see what the local is really asking you to do. So only when you go to the local and you engage, you, you gain their engagement and, their, and you listen to their demands is when really you are going to create a synergy. Of course, there are not all the people are going to agree because if you are in a small town in Switzerland that is considered one of the, of the most peaceful places in the world, even if you go to a small, I'm sure there will be debates and there would be a, a committee of neighbors that are not happy and they're all not happy, but you will have a majority of people that participate in a global system and their demands are listening. That's why I think we will need is the local, the local and the global, the leader that you say we have to change it. The, the, the leadership, that's why I like to say horizontal leadership. And that's why G100 has been created, to create synergy among us, 